What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, has Josh Allen found a new weapon? Stay tuned. It's the Record Report. Let's go. Another edition of the Record Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Hey, listen, it's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Record Report. Let's go. Welcome, folks. It's a Saturday night. Seems to me like we're trying to make this a thing, right? Uh, but yeah, man, normally I go Friday nights, but this time I said, yeah, let's switch it up a little bit. Let the Friday night game go down, and let's talk about it the day after. For those that were tuned in last Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We can are tuned in today. Salute to you. Listen, folks, it's not just folks from the United States that are tuned in. We have folks that are tuned in all over the globe that cannot have access to, that don't have access to the team. And they rely on content creators like myself to kind of give you the good. So for those that are tuned in, Welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, let's get this party started, folks. So uh, if if you guys uh, if you guys realize a little something, by the way, shout out to folks that are uh, digging the new intro. I think that's what we're going to try to go through the rest of the the rest of the times uh, going forward. But I appreciate the love. But folks, did you guys notice a little something different uh, this past uh, this past Friday? A little something different with the uniform? And if, if you guys are not familiar with what I'm referring to, folks, did you see Josh Allen come out and don these, these blue Bills helmets? Now, I've seen mixture of feelings on these helmets. And a lot of folks are not feeling them. A lot of folks are like, it's about time that we do something a little different. Josh Allen came out last year, same game, same time, and donned the red helmets. Everybody was going nuts. He decided to switch things up by going with these blue helmets. You can't tell me these don't look slick. You can't tell me these don't look slick, man. With a tight little visor like that on there, that could do damage. But you know what? Folks like the traditional look. Give us our white helmets with the donning the Buffalo Bill, and we're good to go. But I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. These helmets look good. But I do have questions, though. Fans have been wanting a little something different for so long we've been we've been asking for it right we got away from those 2000s jerseys with the blue on the shoulder 
You know what I'm saying? The J.P. Lossman jersey. That's the way I look at it. The J.P. Lossman jersey. Uh, every time I think about it, I think of J.P. Lossman. I think of uh, <laughs> I think of Willis McGahee donning those jerseys. You know, you know what I'm talking about. But I don't know what it is about the 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 PR, the Buffalo Bills PR. I'm not sure who is in charge of potentially making the decision to change it up a little bit and give us a little something for the fans, something for the fans. But they refuse. To just, you know what I mean, heed what fans are wanting. All the fans want is a little something different. And they've been asking and clamoring for those red helmets. And the Bills brass just refuse to do it. I just don't understand why. I'm just just genuinely curious as to why they just say, you know what? This year, let's just give them the red helmets and just be done. Right? But maybe they're just saying, you know what? Let Let it lie. What used to be is what used to be. We ain't going back. Just kill it. But you know what? Come out and say it. We're never going back to those red helmets. Say it. And if not, then shit, give us the damn red helmets. I mean, I personally don't care for the red helmets, personally, right? But I I know a lot of folks that love those damn red helmets. So give it to the people. Give the mafia what they want. Golly, I don't know what's so damn different. I don't know what's so difficult about it. The Raiders came out and had these these nice white, the white on whites with the the light gray numbers. Them, Them things look clean. The Bengals came out with a little something. The Broncos went to back to the old school. The Bucks went back to old school. Everybody's doing a little something. Even the Jets changed a little something. The Jaguars did something. And we sitting here just kind of just red, white, and blue. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we're not changing anything. I mean, that blue helmet, let me put that blue helmet back up. You can't tell me this doesn't look clean. You can't tell me we go white uniforms. You mean white, white and blue uniforms with a little bit of red trim, and you bust these helmets with some blue socks? Yo, come on now, come on! You can't tell me you want to, you don't want to hit, hit a nice helmet like this, man. Yo, we we like, we like the skies up with that, but nah, man, we're gonna stick with the white helmets, and we're just gonna keep it gully and keep it boring. You know what I'm saying? And just, and just go from there. But listen, man, we're not in charge. I don't know who is, but like, man, listen, when people have been talking, they've been trying to tell y'all. Give us different helmets, but y'all just sit here just messing around. But anyways, it is what it is. So Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen came out in those nice, those nice, uh, those nice, uh, nice jerseys, nice helmet, and uh, it turned out that people loved it. And I and I'm one of them. I'm definitely one of them. So uh, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. You know what I'm saying? People are waiting for that. So uh, salute to uh, salute to Josh Allen for teasing Bills fans and thinking that you know maybe something's gonna happen. But maybe it takes him doing those things often enough where it gets enough buzz. And then just maybe he can twist the old arm of the Bills brass to make him switch up. But we'll see. Well, we, we will see what goes down. So, uh, folks, if you guys have been living under a rock, the Buffalo Bills went out to, to camp. They went to Highmark Stadium and, uh, and uh, put a little something together for the fans. And uh, I think some people came out um, encouraged with what they saw. There were some, there's some, I mean, I'm only going by and it, and it, it's unfortunate because when you're not there in person to see it for yourself, it's, it's, it makes it very tough to report on. So I can only go by what I'm reading. Uh, I can go by pe- people's opinions. And if they, they, you know, validate my own opinions so that I can, then, then I can just kind of strengthen my opinion on that, on that fact. And then last but not least, pretty much going by clips that you're seeing from people. Right. And, uh, the same things you're seeing, I might be seeing, but the, the difference is sometimes we have insight 
from those that are close to the team that can say, yeah, this is what's going on. Here's what's happening. Uh, and sometimes we're lucky enough to have that, that situation. But uh, the red-blue game went down. And uh, it wasn't – it wasn't – I can't say it was 50-50 based on what I'm reading. I'm reading that the defense, once again, is shining. And uh, I guess we're going to start – we're going to start with with this here because I think this is what sets the tone. What sets the tone is this man right here, Sean freaking McDermott. Sean McDermott, you can clearly tell there's a difference between a defense, a defense being called by Sean McDermott and a defense being called by Leslie Frazier, right? And immediately coming from, I mean, listen, and I've said this before. I think I said this like a month ago. Don't forget where Sean McDermott what tree he comes from. He comes from the Jim Johnson tree, right? The exotic blitzes, the freaking get everybody in, in the box and maybe I'm coming and bringing the blitz or maybe I'm not. I'm dropping everybody back and here comes a freaking corner blitz or here comes a safety blitz. You'll just never know. There's, But what you will know from, from uh, Coach Sean McDermott is there will be pressure. We will put pressure on you. And the one thing that I do admire about what we will see from Coach McDermott, and what we will see from this defense this coming year is that for the longest time, we've been asking, we've been asking for, I mean, not asking per se, but we've been, all right, man, you've been putting a lot of money, a lot of money in this defensive front. And time and time again, they come up short where, when we need them. They come up short where we need them to step up the most. And that's usually down the stretch. And in playoff time, and shout out to my man Silas Whittle. Silas Whittle uh, posted something about a couple, I think, a week ago, and it's and it, and it. This is what it, and this is this is telling, extremely telling, right? We go two years straight where during the season, defensively we average, we're averaging like seventeen points. We're keeping teams around to around seventeen to nineteen points. We're keeping them down to that point. That's a couple of touchdowns and a field goal, call it a day, and away we go. And if you can keep teams to two touchdowns and field goal, give or take, yo, we will take that every day of the week. A couple of field goals, and yeah, we'll take that. But that's during the regular season. In two years straight, we've, we've kept teams to about 19 points a game, keeping us one of the top 10 defenses in the game. But once the playoffs come around, we are allowing teams to drop a whopping 29 points, almost 30 points on us. That is not top 10 defense. That's not. And I know you're getting to the playoffs and things tighten up, but it's like we loosen up. This is not the time for defenses to loosen up. This is when everybody's got to tighten up. And it seems as though we do all the tightening and buttoning up during the regular season. And as soon as we make the playoffs, all of a sudden we, we loosen the cuffs we loosen the button up and we loosen up the tie and we think that we can still perform the way we need to in the playoff come playoff time. It's unacceptable. So allowing 29 points two years straight in the playoffs, that's going to do it for you. That's what's going to knock you out. Your defense needs to stay consistent and, and do what you need to do. Defense wins championship, right? Is that what they always say? Defenses win championships, right? And offenses put the people in the, put the people in the crowd in the seats, right? Offense puts people in the seats. Defense wins championships. Well, show us. We got a defensive-minded coach. We finally get to have a guy that 
runs this team, runs this defense, and knows his personnel. So glad to see it, but I'm not, I'm not happy to hear that we're allowing 29 points in the playoff. Now, I bring this up to bring it right back to this red-blue game. It turns out that this defensive front was absolutely giving our offensive line fits. They were giving us fits. Other than a breakout run by James Cook, the very first play, not a whole lot was really done after that. They clamped up on the on the offense. Couldn't really get much from what I'm reading and what I'm seeing and hearing from people. A couple of decent runs in the red zone. Don't get me wrong, but other than that long 40-yard run by James Cook, it was a wrap, man. It was a wrap. It wasn't, it was, there wasn't a whole lot that we could say, great job. But defensively, on the defensive front, on the line, it's sounding great. I'm loving what I'm seeing. From, from, what, from what I understand, they even had a, um, a package, an instant package, where it was Leonard Floyd. It was uh, Boogie Basham. I think it was Daquan Jones because obviously Ed Oliver was out. And uh, they had, uh, who was it on the edge? Was it A.J. Epinesa? I think it was A.J. Epinesa on the edge. So they moved Greg Rousseau on the inside. So you had Leonard Floyd, Daquan Jones, and you had Greg Rousseau on the inside. And then you had A.J. Epinesa on the outside. I believe that's what it was uh, from what I'm reading and seeing. Dude. If you're starting to kind of change things up like that, that tells me, hey, man, we're coming after you. And we're coming in with quickness. We're coming with length. And you're going to have to make – and this is the beautiful thing about having versatility. And I, and, and I harp sometimes. I'm like, man, enough of this versatility thing. But versatility is – has its – obviously, it's got its perks. So when you can take a six-foot-seven defensive line that can play edge and you can move him inside and he's just as effective inside – that's going to be a problem for the offenses. That's going to be a problem for all offenses in this league. And that's exactly what they, they did to us in this red-blue game. And uh, that defense was all over it. A.J. Epinesa apparently was trending up, was doing extremely well. And let me, let me touch base on A.J. Epinesa for a little bit, right? And we're going we're gonna to touch on some players. But let me touch, on, let me touch base on A.J. Epinesa. Um, A.J. Epinesa finished the year very strong last year. And sometimes, and, I, and I, I've heard it before, where, listen, man, AJ Epinesa, we 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 draft him in the second round. That was our first pick, but we had a second round pick because obviously we brought in Stefan Diggs for the first rounder. But we brought in AJ Epinesa, and he just hasn't kind of turned into the player that we wanted him to. But if you go back to last year, he had a quiet six and a half sacks last year. You know what I'm saying? That's just a couple sacks behind Von Miller. Obviously, Von Miller hurt. That's just a couple sacks behind Greg Rousseau. My man's had six and a half sacks. And if you think about it. You got a guy that finishes the game, the season with six and a half sacks. He's got momentum on his side. He's now another year under the same system. And now you've got a defensive coordinator slash head coach that's going to be calling the plays that may benefit the likes of A.J. Epinesa. So that is huge. So am I surprised to hear that A.J. is doing well in camp and did an excellent job in, in, this, in, in this blue-red game? Not at all, especially with how he finished the season. So this is this is actually this is him trending up. We love to hear it. Now there were some absences. Matt Milano did not uh, was not part of the the red blue game. Uh, neither was Ed Oliver. Apparently Ed Oliver's on the sideline. He was there, uh, but uh, did not play. And uh, I believe Teron Johnson uh, was one of the players that was out. So we already know who. And this is a big one for me, right? And I'm gonna move off. I'm gonna move away for now from the defensive front. This is a big one for me because. 
with Matt Milano out, it allowed the three linebackers that are in play to start across from Milano to get some playing time. And word on the streets is Tyrell Dotson has pretty much his job to lose, which we've known. Bale Inspector was making some noise. Terrell Bernard, Mr. Bernard was making some noise as well. And it turns out that is now, based on what I'm reading and, and seeing it and, and what's being reported, it turns out that it could be a two-man race between uh, Bernard and Dotson with Dotson having the edge, which it should be because I don't want people, I don't want people sleeping on Dotson because when Dotson did get in the game last year, when there was a couple injuries to our linebackers, Dotson was, he, he did his job. He was actually where he needed to be. He was doing his job and he, he was actually serviceable at that position. It wasn't like he was a heavy, big liability. He held his own. So now he's going to have a, a, an absolute opportunity to seize his moment to be the linebacker next to Matt Milano. And if he can parlay that into something, who knows? Don't forget, we drafted Dorian Williams. Dorian Williams potentially was supposed to I mean, be part of this whole LB middle linebacker race. But they said, you know, you're going to go weak side. We're going to put you there for now. And then eventually we'll see how that plays out. But right now, Tyrell Dotson's job to lose. It is his job to lose. Terrell right behind him, and then Baylor Spector obviously will be uh, depth. But it turns out we'll see how it plays out. But Dotson's job to lose, and as it should be, as it should be, because, I mean, he was the first guy in uh, when, obviously, we needed somebody in when uh, I think it was like uh, Tremaine, John, Tremaine Edmonds was uh, was sending, spending some time on the sideline. So keep that in mind with that defensive, um, I guess, competition, because the competition was between Dotson, Terrell, and Spector, all in line, but it looks like uh, Dotson seems to be the guy. And uh, we'll see who can unseat him. And if nobody can unseat him, there's your guy. There's your guy. Now, let's keep up with the injuries, right? So, or the, the absences, if you will. Teron Johnson. Now, this is this is interesting. Teron Johnson, obviously, we know Teron Johnson. Uh, he's, he can, he's great in coverage. He can be solid in coverage. He can be a very big-time asset in, in coming, coming in and in, in run support. So that we love about Teron Johnson. But when Teron Johnson is out, in comes Saran Neal. And it turns out that Saran Neal was the one taking primary, uh, primarily the reps behind Teron Johnson. And not that it scares me per se, but I'm not the, the most thrilled about seeing Saran Neal in coverage. Run support, I'm all with it. You know what I'm saying I'm with it. But in terms of coverage, this is where we, I don't want to, I'm not calling this brother liability because I don't want to say that, uh, but we can see the differences between the two. Let's just put it that way. We can see the differences between the two. And uh, just, to, just to make clear, there weren't injuries to Matt Milano, Teron Johnson, or any of those, any of that nature. I think there was just general, I'm going to sit you because you've been sore. Uh, thank you for that, John Robert. But yes, it's been, it's more general soreness. And if you're, you're feeling sore, we're going to keep you out of this game, right? But these games, or these these scrimmage practices aren't necessarily for. I mean, the guys are gonna make the team. I mean, for conditioning purposes and to get your mind right and get you in the game, yes. But this is these are for the guys. These you know what I'm saying that that are on the on these competitions, right? The Bale Inspectors, the the uh, Christian Betfords, and and uh, the the Torrance versus Bates. Th those competitions, those are the ones you want to see. So. It's uh, it's fun. And by the way, uh, salute to everybody tuned in right now. I know it's a Saturday night. You could be doing so many more things, having a nice cold sangria, if that's your thing, or having a cold beer, 
whatever it is. The fact that you're hanging out with your boy, I appreciate it. Salute to you. Smash that like while you guys are in here. So that being said, we're going to stick with the defense a little bit. Um, Teron Johnson, Saran Neal comes in. But I bring Saran Neal up for a reason because someone that is making some noise, someone that is making some noise um, on the defensive front but on special teams is Cam Lewis. So Cam Lewis um, apparently is getting valuable reps on the special teams front, right? Valuable reps on the special teams front. And uh, alongside Saran Neal gunning and, uh, and going down there, Cam Lewis has been the neck, the, the, the other gunner on the other side. So he's looking for a position on the squad. And if you're not going to get a whole lot of love, you know what I'm saying, starting or even in depth purpose for depth purposes, you got to make your way onto the special teams and special teams is where he's at right now. So he is alongside Saran Neal and Saran Neal, everybody knows Saran Neal is the dog when it comes to special teams, but Cam Lewis is making some noise. Cam Lewis is making some noise and he's getting some valuable reps on special teams. So uh, that is a good depth now. And I want people to understand when Cam Lewis went to, to UB to university of Buffalo, he was a dog on that squad, man. He was a dog. And I remember interviewing Cam Lewis maybe three or three years ago. And uh, I think it was his rookie year, actually, rookie year. And we 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 talked about it. And his final year at, at UB, he had a club on his hand. And this brother was still making plays. He's a turnover machine. And this is why it's surprising. Piss, it's a piss-off, but surprising when that Minnesota game, and I don't mean to bring this up, it's going to make some people feel some type of way. But when you go back and look at that Minnesota game, that Minnesota game, he was in place. He was in place. He was right there where he was supposed to be, which gives me that he's got the awareness to be where he's supposed to be. Problem is, brother tried to make a play by intercepting the ball. And if we didn't learn our lesson in the Arizona Cardinals game, bat that shit down. And I'll tell you right now, fellas, he didn't do it. He didn't bat that thing down. What he tried to do was seal the game and end the game. You can't blame him for it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's incentives involved. There's play time involved. And if you're making these plays in these games, it gets you more time onto the field. Problem is, if you miss, you look like donkey of the day. And unfortunately, my man was donkey of the day in that game. And we lost the game because, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be because of that. Because there were a few, there were several things that, that played a part in us losing that game. But that was, was a crucial moment. Now, Cam Lewis, I'm sure he's he's learned from it. He's passed that. I'm sure next time he's in that position, he's going to bat that shit down. But I'm going to tell you this, though. Cam Lewis is battling to make this team, and he's I think he's found his spot. He's found his spot on special teams as a gunner, and that's huge because, listen, if you're going to make this team, that's that's where you got to start, and that's all special teams. So shout out to Cam Lewis. I'm rooting for Cam. I want, him, I want Cam to make this squad, and uh, I believe in Cam. And... Cam might be in the mix if Saran Neal ain't that slot corner. It might be, you know what I'm saying, Cam Lewis jumping in. So we'll see where, where he plays. We'll see where, where they, they figure he might, be, he might be. So we'll see how that plays out. So that being said, uh, position battles are starting to, to materialize. And uh, the middle linebacker spot, it seems to be Tyrell Dotson's to lose. But we'll see how that plays out. Um, let's, let's, jump, let's jump over to... I'm not gonna go to the CV. I'm not gonna go to the offensive side, but 
we're gonna we're gonna get there eventually. But uh, I got I gotta take a comment from my guy New Mexico EJE. What's up, New Mex? What's happening, bro? He goes, Yo, Rico, it's a hundred degrees in New Mexico, and watching you wearing that sweatshirt is making me hot. What's up, my brother? Nice to see you. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm gonna tell you something. Where I work, I work in a in a warehouse, right? And uh, I'm just so used to just a jacket or something. I'm not. I'm not. I I I just can't. I'm not good with cold climate. Let me just put it that way. You got people walking around and they're like, yo, how are you sitting there in a jacket when it's it's all about being in eternally cool, internally cool? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it don't, you don't you don't show it. Just be cool inside and you'll be all right on the outside, baby. You know what I mean? That's just what it, that's just what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. But anyway, uh, I digress. Let me move on. Shout out to my man, New Mexico. What's happening? What's good, bro? Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. So Sean McDermott. Let me keep up with Sean McDermott. I'm going to stick with his defense side of the ball. Uh, first, when Sean McDermott being on this team, and I see, and I'm, and I don't want to say I see, I hear that my guy is putting, I mean, Daquan Jones and and Greg Rousseau, and you got Leonard Floyd on one side. All I see is strength and speed, strength and speed, and I can't ask for more when I see, when I hear, and see things like that, right? And there's going to be so many different combinations that. That he's gonna put in there, and you know what? I don't think it was Agent Epinesa. I think that was, uh, I think it was Shaq Lawson. I think Shaq Lawson was the other one that was on the edge. So, with it, there's going to be a plethora of packages put together that is going to mess around and f the offenses up. And the first, the first test that we will get is against the 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 Indianapolis Colts next week. Holy crap! Is is it next week already? That the game? Listen. Time is flying, man. Like I feel like camp just started, and we're about to jump into a preseason game in what? In less than like 10 days? Craziness. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, uh, I think it was August 12th. That's when it starts. But nonetheless, this defense, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it. And just based on what we saw in this red-blue game, and for those that were at the game, you guys saw it for yourself. You guys know. Um, let me know if, I, if I'm not making the observation that I've that I've read from people and my own opinion on top of it, let me know if I'm wrong or not. If it's, if it's, if it's working, it's working. All right. So defense is rocking. They're always going to rock and they're always going to be ahead of the offense. That's just what it is. It's just what it is. And what I'm loving to see is how this defense is, has been giving the offensive line some fits, but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the challenges the offensive line is facing. But uh, that being said, I'm loving, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of this defense, right? Let's go to the offense side. Let's go to the offense side of the ball, all right? And I, I want to play a clip uh, that's been circulating uh, all over the place. So you guys let me know how you feel about this. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to say I'm going to break it down, but I'm going I'm to show you a little something. Um, and this is first game, uh, first play of the scrimmage, and we're down on the one-yard line, two-yard line, and uh, this is what happens. I want you to say, I'll, 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 I'll set it up for you guys. James Cook is in single back formation, and uh, there's a there's a motion. I think it's uh I think you see Kincaid motion over, and the rest is history. Now pay attention. I'm gonna play this clip a few times. Pay attention to the offensive side of the ball, right? You're gonna see two double teams happen, right? You're gonna see Dion and tight end double, and you're gonna see uh you're gonna see I think uh, Mitch Morse double up. And it's like a double, it's like a, it's two double teams that happen that create a nice, beautiful lane for James Cook. And James Cook sees the hole, decisive, gets skinny, and hits it. 
Love it. Love to see it. And uh, let me play this clip for you guys. Let me play it for you. That I, now that I see it a little bit more, I have to watch that. So you got Dion and uh, I think a right guard uh, McGovern. Dion and McGovern double team on a point of contact, and it's Dawson and I think Quentin Morris on the outside. So you got thirteen personnel right there. That's lovely to see. Uh, and you got Kincaid that that motion's over. So two things you see here: you're going to see a lot of this these type of formations where Kincaid is is in line, gets off the line, motion's over. And now you're like, okay, so what's going on here? Because if you go back to the Pittsburgh game, we're down on our two-yard line. It's third in, what, 10? I mean, obviously, it's passing down, or you can easily just be safe and just run it and call it a day. And 98-yard bomb later, they hit, uh, they hit obviously, Gabe Davis. So you can never be too sure that they're just going to, you know I mean, play it safe and run the ball and then go from there. So when you see 13 personnel, you see – two, three tight ends on there, but I think uh, Kincaid was probably in the slot position. Move over is nice to see. Let me play that in for, for you again. Now pay attention to the line again, and then I'm going to make you pay attention to something else. <laughs> what happened so you got a double team from uh from morris and dawson and you got mcgovern and Dion. boom seal james cook hits the hole exactly like he's, like he's supposed to decisive make your decision hit it and hit the sideline ladder i mean we call that ladder when you boom 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 and you just climb up you keep going right uh 40 yard and love to see it now that's what i that's the strength that i see that's great that's awesome um and it, and it goes to show you once when we're gelling, we're gelling. Now, what I don't like, what I didn't like is, I don't know, but I, I mean, I'm no, I'm no film guru. I ain't going to pretend I'm a film guru, but I'm looking at my single high safety that's way off. Like, he's, he's, he's pretty back there. He's far back. Now, I'm sure he's expecting, I don't know what he's expecting. Maybe pass, maybe not, but he's, he's quite deep. And then you've got Terrell Bernard that motions over because of Kincaid coming over. So, obviously... Um, uh, Dotson slides over, and then now Bernard takes over the middle linebacker duties. So watch out. For, look at linebacker Bernard, and let me know what your thoughts are. This one for you guys. <laughs> dissect that all day listen angles are everything and players will take bad angles same as same as running back running back might not have a great angle and just, it's what it is Poyer came down a little too too narrow too straight down and then once james cook busts out it's a wrap right i remember that i think it was the same thing uh micah hyde i think when, when ironically enough damien harris took it freaking 65 yards 
it was it was just a terrible angle from a safety. And Poirier just came down on a, on a weird angle and just got beat to the outside. But Terrell Bernard comes in and just gets swallowed up in the middle. Swallowed up, just pfft, you're out of there. there. There goes James Cook. So great execution from the offensive side of the ball. But, like, you can see where we could have done a little better on the defense side of the ball. I know I'm not – I'm no film guy, but I'm just kind of putting out what I see. And if you guys saw the same thing, then it is what it is. Now, those are things that we don't want to see because – Fam, let's talk about it. We ain't trying to have 164 yards rushed on us like Joe Mixon did to us. We ain't trying to have that. So, um, but it's nice to see that the defense can really kind of kind of get their act together and which they will um and, and stop those things. But the one thing that I do notice is that we took advantage of it. Offensively, we took full advantage of it. James Cook took that easy. Out he goes. Now let's let's get into the offensive side of the ball. Right, that very play right there, I kind of broke it down a little bit. Um, how you you see it? You saw what three tight ends on the damn field? Freaking three tight ends on the damn field. That's lovely to see. Okay, so we see we see some some mismatches that could happen. Right, you think we're gonna run it, and we motion over my man Kincaid, and Kincaid leaks out, and that could be a very easy broken play, and he's gone. So like a lot of things that tells me Dorsey is is evolving. He's evolving now. You can't tell by one one play. Nah, but over camp, we've been seeing a lot of broken plays. And when broken plays happen, obviously, it's a miscommunication on, on the defensive side. But it's also because whatever the offense is doing has thrown off the defense. So can, so McDermott, Dorsey kind of getting in his creative bag is moving things around. So maybe he's learned from his ways from last year. Because a lot of what we were, what were we as fans wanting more of? I don't want to say complaining, but wanting more. We've We've been clamoring for a little bit more creativity right let's not get too conservative let's try to you know me show a little something so that is what i saw on that very play and obviously during the week it's been like that as well a lot of breaking breakdown in plays. so love to see it now offensive side we're going to stick to the offensive side of the ball and we're going to go to the old line now based on what i'm reading based on what i'm reading old line did not fare well they did not fare well in this, in this, uh, this big, this big scrimmage, I mean, over thirty-five thousand people came, came to watch this game, and the O line had a had a challenging day, a challenging day, and uh, someone that did have a very challenging day is Spencer Brown, and Spencer Brown going into his third year, I think a lot of people, rightfully so, are expecting big time improvements from Spencer Brown, and I'm gonna throw Spencer Brown a bone here. And uh, although I'm in the camp that I want to see a lot from my right tackle, I need to see a lot from my right tackle, but I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw him a bone here. And I'll tell you why, because last year, apparently dealing with back spasms, back issues. Um, and I'm gonna tell you, man, based on, I heard my back, you guys remember, it was like, like two months ago, a month and a half ago, where I did this, the just most mon- just the silliest sit down on my bed with my son. I had my son in my hand. I sat on the bed and I just something just tweaked in my back. And honestly, it felt like just nothing until I got up and I was like, I'm I'm not as mobile as I need to be. And when I tell you I had to take muscle relaxers, I had to I went out and bought one of them freaking uh, tensors. I think it's called the tensors, the little electric shocks that you put on your I went and bought one of them things. I was doing everything I can to try to get this this thing fixed in my back. And. 
when I wasn't able to just be as mobile as I want to, picking up my kids and doing, yo, that, that sucks, bro. So when you have Spencer Brown, a big six foot seven, 310 pound lineman that's, that has back issues, it's, bro, it sucks, man. You're in three point stance and you got to get up and you got to do all those things, bro. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. So I, I feel for him. And, and apparently he's have, he's having some back spasms again. And that's going to put you out. That's going, that's not going to let you be 100%. And before even the, the back spasms, I already knew that he was going to have a challenging year. And there's been some practices where back issues out of it. He's had some, he's had his struggles, but so has the rest of the line. And this comes into this game. So it goes to ask, is this defensive front that good? Or is our old line not as good as we, we needed to be? And obviously, this is great that it's happening in camp. We still got preseason games to, to go ahead and, and, and get popping. But this is the same stuff we were talking about last year. The defense was dominating the O-line, and we were getting the same thing. And guess what? We went into the season. We started off 6-1, and one, right? So we went up, you know, in five. we were 5-0 and oh at one point. So we, we, if it is the fact that this defensive line is that good, then you know what? Will we just find this old line? Will we just find because we're going up against one of the best in the game. And this defensive front is one of the best in the game. And wait until Von Miller comes in and immerses himself in this defensive front. You're going to have Von Miller. You're going to have Leonard Floyd. You're going to have Greg Rousseau. You're going to have Puna Ford. You got the Quan Jones. You got Ed Oliver. I didn't even get to our Boogie Bastrams and our AJ Epinesas. This defensive front is deep, deep with talent. We got what, like three or four first round draft picks on this defensive front alone. So yeah, I don't blame this offensive line for having its struggles. <laughs> I don't. You know what I'm saying? Deion Dawkins is a serviceable left tackle. He's actually one of the better left tackles in the game. So like, you know what he's going to bring you. Is he going to have some moments? Of course he is. Mitch Morse, one of the better centers in the game. So it's just a matter of time until they gel with one another. Now, sticking to the offensive side of the ball. And I'm not going to forget about Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson is part of that group, too. And, I mean, there, there's just – I didn't get to Tim Settle. Tim Settle has been ruining what the offensive line is trying to do, which brings me – which bring, and listen, Shane Ray for crying aloud. I got – Shane Ray is in there, man. So, listen, folks, this defensive front is deep and is nasty. And you guys – and you like, DJ Dale is in this bitch. Like, fam, so the offensive line having their struggles – Heck, yeah, I'm going to have my struggles, man. I, I, there's a star <laughs> everywhere on this freaking old line Now, is it going to make me better? Absolutely, it's going to make me better. Is it going to make this team better? Absolutely, it's going to make this team better. But it has to start now. You need to have games like this or scrimmages or practices like this to say, okay, we're not where we need to be. It's clear. The bright lights are going, all that stuff. We're not where we need to be. We are not where we need to be. So we got some shit to do. We got some, we got some things to clean up. And they will. This offensive line will. And this is where I'm going to flip it on y'all. I'm not worried about the O-line. I'm not worried about the O-line because this defensive line is that good. So guess what? It's going to have to raise the level of play from Deion Dawkins. It's going to have to raise the level of play of the new, the new acquired guard in McGovern. And it's going to have to raise the level of play of Spencer Brown. Mitch Morse, you know who's always going to bring it. He's got to raise the level, the level of play. Which brings me to the competition. 
the competition between Osiris Torrance and Bates and Ryan Bates, Ricky Bates. We got to figure it out, people. We got to figure it out. Is Ryan Bates going to be the guy that takes over? And this has been the age-old, the age-old let the rookies freaking play, right? Quit with the coddling and let them play. Let them get their lumps because you give them the experience early and then they will be able to have a polished, give me a polished uh, product late in season when we need them. But this, this, and and I got to know, I got to dive more into, you know, the articles that are being put out there, but like it's been back and forth with Osiris. Osiris Torrance is getting first team reps. So is Ricky Bates, right? So, but when you have Spencer Brown, that's going, going through his back issues and you got Spencer Brown, that's not as quite up to par. And Deion Dawkins didn't have a great scrimmage last game. It throws things off. So they just got to get right back to it, right? Coaches got to coach them up, get on that, and let's get this party started. But I am excited about what this defensive line has got to bring. But here's the deal. When I bring this up, I bring this up again. Don't give me all this greatness during the off the, the season. And then when it comes down, down the stretch, when late games in January, you know what I'm saying, playoffs, now we're giving up 100, 120 yards rushing. Now we're giving up 29 points. Uh, uh, I mean, instead of giving up 19 points, don't, don't, don't okie doke us. You know what I'm saying? We need that level of consistency all the way the fuck down the line. Part of my language. I didn't mean to drop that F bomb because it was needed. <laughs> Shit, it was needed. So this whole old line, I'm not worried about it. They're going to get their act together. And once they do, we'll be great. We'll be, we'll do what we need to do. And plus we have ourselves a run game. Uh, with Damian Harris and James Cook, and we have a level of threat back there. You know what I'm saying? Now that you see these backs back there, you're not like, no disrespect to what we had last year, but when you looked at the the, the offensive backfield, you're not worried. You're like, all right, Devin Singletary's cool. James Cook, rookie. What else y'all got? You know, we traded Zach Moss. So what do we have? Like, I mean, that's what we were working with. This year, you've got some. Apparently, Latavius Murray is looking damn good. Latavius Murray is taking full advantage of the carries that he's being given. Damian Harris is doing what Damian Harris does. And James Cook obviously was, he got up into his, uh, into his 40 yard run. I had a, I had a text. I had my man, Bobby text me. was like, so what was that you're saying? Damian Harris RB one. Boy, that was one run, one run. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? We didn't really hear much from James Cook after that. It was it. You know what I'm saying? So I need to see more. I ain't going to get bothered. You know what I'm saying? Hot and bothered. You know what I'm saying? With a 140 yard run, and we, I'm sitting here going to be excited. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm making it hard on my guy, James Cook. I want to see more from James Cook. I want to see a level of consistency, but it starts with the damn old line. The old line has got to start with y'all, man, in the trenches. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. So that being said, Osiris Torrance, Ricky Bates, we, somebody, one of y'all needs to, to emerge as that top guy. And I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's Osiris Torrance. And I like Ryan Bates. I'm a fan, a big fan of Ryan Bates. But Ryan, but Osiris, Osiris Torrance is a right guard, primarily right guard. He stays there. He don't, he don't go back and forth. He's that guy. Bates, on the other hand, go left, right. He can go center. The guy is legit. So he's like a perfect swing lineman. But if he, if he wins the job, he wins the job. So it's just it's a matter of time until Osiris takes over. I would like it to be now that he takes over, but we'll see. We shall see. He will emerge. He will emerge at some time, sometime soon. Second round draft pick. He's a first round talent. Get in there, boy. You better get in there. So let's let's get that job done. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right? So, offensive side of the ball. I started, I started the clip with, has Josh Allen found himself a new weapon? Don Kincaid. You think I'm talking about Dalton Kincaid, but I'm not. Listen, Trent Sherfield is making a name for himself in this freaking Buffalo offense. And that receiver three position is up for grabs. And Sherfield is, is putting on some things. He's putting some stuff. He's putting some stuff on the resume, folks. He's putting some stuff on the resume and he's building, he's building some chemistry with Josh Allen. Could he emerge as the third receiver? Him alongside Khalil Shakir. And they're both putting work in. And you can't go wrong with both guys. I like, we like Khalil Shakir. We were asking for more Khalil Shakir last year. Right? Now, here's where the potential, the potential advantage that Trent Sherfield has over Khalil Shakir to take that third, that third receiver spot. A, experience. That's number one. He's got the experience. He's got reps under his belt, right? He's got, he's got, he's got, he's got, you know what I'm saying? He's got experience. He's got some plays under his belt. He's got some routes under his belt. That's number one. Number two, when he gets his paws on you, it's over with. It's over with. So when we want to run the ball, when we want to run the football and you have a three receiver set and he's the guy that comes in there, Yo, it's don't necessarily think that this is going to be a pass play. We might turn this thing into a nice draw, you know what I'm saying? Or you know what I'm saying, a, a delayed a delayed a delayed run uh, um a delayed run and Trent Sherfield puts his hands on you. It's over with, man. Up he goes. James Cook is could be gone. So there's your there's your advantage 
that Trent could have over Khalil. Khalil has got youth on his side, right? And they're both young guys anyway. But Khalil's going into his second year. He's trying to prove himself. I want to be that guy. I want to be that slot guy. So that battle right there is, is happening right as we speak. So this pre, these upcoming preseason games are going to prove a lot to see where the trust lies. Where does the trust lie and who's going to take advantage of their situation? I'm looking forward to that, that battle in itself. I'm looking very much forward to that. So salute to Trent. Salute to Khalil. I'm looking forward to that battle. That battle is going to be a, a fun one. And uh, I think that... Uh, Listen, man, I can't I can't put my finger on it. We're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to wait for that first preseason game and see how that plays out. We're gonna have to wait and see for that. Uh <laughs> yo, shout out to my guy Jacob Lim Jacob Limber, man. Jacob Mott, I got you, my G. You know what I'm saying? I got you, man. I love you too, bro. <laughs> love you too, bro. Yo, uh, my man Pete says, yo, Kincaid and Cook are going to turn a lot of heads. I can't wait. Listen, man. I would love for them to turn a lot of heads. But before they can turn a lot of heads, we need that old line to solidify themselves. We need that old line to you know what I mean, form that wall so Josh Allen can survey the field. So Josh Allen can sit there and go, and he, if he wants to pat that football all day, he wants to burp the baby all day. You know what I'm saying? That's lovely because that tells me the line, they got, they got time. They got time on their hands. But if the old line is not giving Josh time, ain't nobody going to be turning heads. You know what I'm saying? The only people that are going to be turning heads is when that old line gets beat and he's turning around to say, shit, I just got my quarterback. We don't want that. We don't want that type of turning heads. Trust and believe that because we saw a lot of that last year. We saw a lot of that last year. You know what I mean? I don't want to name names. Left guard. I don't want to name names. You know what I'm saying? Saffold. I don't want to name names. Saffold was doing a lot of a lot of this. You feel me? And that shit was annoying the heck out of me, man. Golly. But we don't have that issue, I hope. I think we've upgraded with McGovern. I've, I think we've upgraded with Osiris. I think we've, we've you know what I'm saying, third year, going into third year, Spencer Brown should be able to show us something, third-round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? We knew that he was going to be somewhat raw. Could he turn into a specimen? Absolutely. But those back spasms ain't going to help you. You know what I'm saying? And your abilities, you know what I'm saying, got, they got it, they got it, they, they have to shine through. They've got to shine through. So um, Trent Sherfield, get back on the Trent Sherfield and the, the Khalil Shakir battle, very much a battle that we're going to look forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing what these, these guys are putting out there. And uh, that first preseason game, that first preseason game is going to give us a small indication as to how things are going to play out, how things are going to play out. But you know how that goes. How often, how many reps is, is the first team going to get? So, and from what I'm hearing, which is a perfect perfect segue our backup quarterback situation is some buns man and i wasn't i was i was never happy i was never happy in the first place when we brought in kyle allen first and foremost i was like come on fam like we didn't have any better backup quarterbacks that that are out there i mean isn't marcus Mariota out there did marcus Mariota get signed anywhere i don't think he got signed anywhere so i mean ain't he out there still Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm tripping. But like I liked, here's the thing though. I liked when we had uh our backup last year. You know what I'm saying? And he was all right. He wasn't great, but he he was he was all right. And when I look at what we have right now backing us up, I'm I'm sitting here going, what? 
Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen had had not a great great performance in the Red Blue game, and he hasn't been doing anything great in during the preseason. You got Matt Barkley. Let me tell you something about Matt Barkley, and th- this is from his own his own mouth, his own mouth to me, and Zbot. You know what I'm saying? And pretty much I'm saying, they're fair. I'm back here because I'm A, friends with Josh. I'm back here because I'm a, I'm a, uh, it's, it's good to have a familiar face back in Buffalo. Remember when he left, they came for the first year, then he left, then he came back because they wanted to, because he was a, a, a figure in the locker room, right? And it's a familiar face to Josh Allen and he can mentor. I mean, I don't call him mentor, but he can kind of be Josh Allen's eyes, but he's there purely as like, Josh Allen's dude, not really to compete, to do anything, but just there. And I say this because he's looking like he's more in line to be the second quarterback coming out if Josh, if everything, anything were to ever happen to Josh, he's the guy that goes into, into the game based on what is transpiring between Kyle Allen and freaking Matt Barkley for crying out loud. I mean, we all know if something were to ever happen to, you know what I'm saying, to, to Josh, season's done. It's a wrap. We know that. There's no question about it. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna, we don't want to talk about it too much, but like you need a backup that's got similar traits to Josh Allen. So that way you can kind of continue to do what you need to do. You feel me? So, like when Mitch Trubisky was on the squad, at least you knew, shoot, he's athletic enough, he can do the job, he can throw the football. You know what I'm saying? He's had reps under his belt, he can play. But not. Oh, Kyle Allen, golly, man. Anyway, and Kyle Allen fumbled the ball four times. And you mean mis miscommunication with Mitch Morris? It just wasn't looking good, man. There was no rhythm. And Matt, bro, let's not get into that. You know what I'm saying? So we know what we have on this offense. Let's just keep it. Let's just make sure that we keep our our quarterback healthy. And it starts with the O line. Please keep that brother healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because when 17 is healthy, 17 gives us a shot. At the Super Bowl, not just making the playoffs, but at the Super Bowl. You feel me? So uh, shout out to the offense doing what they do. And uh, let me get back to my notes here. And uh, so the the question then becomes, and I'm going to stick to the O-line. Should we be concerned with the O-line and exactly what's happening with the O-line? And my answer is no. We're going up against the best, if not one of the best defensive fronts in the game. You're going to have challenges. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's a, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. You're going to have fits. You're going up against every, they're going up against dogs on the squad. And Von Miller wasn't even playing. <laughs> Neither was that Oliver. So you're going to have fits. So, and we're going up against a very good defensive front. You know what I'm saying? With the New York, the New York Jets. I still have us losing that game. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not waving off of that. I still have us losing that game. But boy, oh boy, we're getting the practice right now against this team. So maybe we could fare well. You know what I'm saying? But golly, man, we got to, we, listen, we got to prepare ourselves. We got to prepare, prepare ourselves because it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be a dog fight. So now let me get into back to, we're going to flip back to the defense. I have a problem. And I'm going to just, I'm going to keep saying this freaking problem because I'm, I'm bothered by it. I'm extremely bothered by it. What's up with the cornerback two spot, fam? What's up with the cornerback two spot? So based on what I'm reading, based on what's happening out there, cornerback two, it's looking like 
is going to be in the hands of Dane Jackson. And right behind him, or maybe neck and neck, but right neck and neck, right behind him a little bit, is Kyrie Elam. Kyrie Elam going into his second year. Kyrie Elam going to his full offseason. Kyrie Elam, the former first-round draft pick, traded up to get Kyrie Elam. Why are you allowing Dane Jackson to take this, this position from you? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's neck and neck, you think that it's going to be Dane, excuse me, it's going to be Caillou Elam that takes over, but Dane Jackson has been getting the reps. Now, I'm not going to front. Dane Jackson, forget about Dane Jackson being drafted in the seventh round. And I'm going to have to say the same thing about Caillou Elam, but I don't want to. But I'm going to have to because I can't use the excuse for one and not the other. Because once you get drafted, all that is out the window. All that is out the window. Now is put the pads on, trade plastic, and we're going to see what's good. But the fact of the matter is this. We drafted this brother in the first round. I need to see more, and I'm not. And Dane Jackson seems to have the edge. He seems to have the edge. So, fam, I'm not discouraged. Because I want the best product on the field. And if Coach McDermott feels that Dane Jackson gives us the best product, he gives us the best opportunity at cornerback two, so be it. But it's disappointing. It's disappointing. And I'm not going to waver off of that. It's disappointing. And and I you don't want to call, and I'm not even going to use the B word because we're not there yet. It's only second year. But I'd like to see a lot more from Kyrie. And it's not over yet. The competition is still going. Once the game starts, we start to see what's going on. But Dane Jackson is doing his thing, man. You can't even front on Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson is doing his thing, and he's fending off the Young Bucks. He's fending off Christian Benford, and he's fending off Kyrie Elam. So salute to Dane. You got to give Dane his props. Salute to Dane Jackson. He's doing his damn thing. But, man, I'd like to see. I'd like to hear more. From Kyrie, that he's like, you know, he's pushing and it's looking good, and Kyrie's holding it down, and he's he's the he's the he's the front runner to be the corner. I'm not seeing any of that written anywhere. I am not seeing any of that written. Are you guys seeing that? If you guys are seeing that written anywhere, somewhere you find an article that Kyrie is the clear cut better corner, and he's it's his job to lose. You tell me where that article is, and I and I'll gladly go read that. But I'm not seeing that anywhere. I'm seeing more Dane Jackson. It's Dane Jackson's job to lose, and I'm bothered by it. I'm bothered by it, and I'm not going to front. But it's just what it is. If I trust the coaching staff, I trust McDermott. Dare I say I trust the process. And if he feels that Dane Jackson is that dude, and he can trust them more. He's more trustworthy, and he's where he's supposed to be. Then so be it. Let's roll. Let's freaking roll. Now, defensive side of the ball, we're going to stick to it. Taylor. Mother effing rap. Taylor rap is getting some playing time. Taylor rap is being used all over the place. And I'm loving it. He's down into the linebacker spot. He's playing a little bit of nickel. He's playing a little bit of safety. Listen, apparently there was, I mean, I mean, we knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. When you bring a guy like that and he's only 25, 26 years of age and you sign him early in free agency as a third safety, 
you know there's going to be a lot of Taylor Rapp, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde. And that is exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened in this blue and red scrimmage where you had all three of those guys on the squad and they're ready to roll. And there was a point where there was a sub that was made and both starters came out. I'm saying Demar Hamlin came in and I think it was a D Marlowe came in and they left Taylor Rapp on the field. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Taylor Rapp is, how they're going to use Taylor Rapp, where they're going to use Taylor Rapp, how often they're going to use Taylor Rapp, because don't forget you got Taylor and you got Teron, Teron Johnson. So it'll be interesting on, on personnel wise on how they integrate him. Is he just going to be the third linebacker? Is it going to be like a, a, a different type of nickel, like a big nickel where you got Teron Johnson and you got Taylor Rapp on the squad with both safeties. And then it maybe it's just, it's maybe it's just, it's, it maybe it's rap Taylor Rapp and just Milano. All the other linebackers are off. I don't, I'm looking forward to it, man. This defense is going to be scary fucking defense, man. This defense is going to be a scary motherfucking defense. I'm looking forward to it. Man, it's going to be fun. So talk about everybody else you want. Talk about all the AFC all the AFC teams. But yo, don't sleep on this Bills defense, man. Especially with a new play call in town. Fam, don't play with me now. Don't play with me now. So uh shout out, shout out to uh, Taylor Rapp earning his keep and getting the reps. And uh I'm loving, I'm loving what I'm seeing, man. I'm loving what I'm seeing. So um, if there are any questions and concerns, I got two more points that I want to bring up. One of the, one of them is a is a it's it's, it's a me thing. It's a me thing. I have an issue. I don't want to call it an issue, but I'm like, all right, we, we've had our fill, right? I might as well get right into it. Let me get right into it. How many articles, how many clips, how many instances are we going to see? And don't get me wrong. I need to make myself very clear. I am, I'm just as thrilled as everybody else. And I'm actually very happy, genuinely happy to see our guy, Damar Hamlin, back on the field, doing what he loves. Like, you have no idea, man. This, this brother's life was taken. It was out. You know what I'm saying? The good Lord was like, not your time. The good Lord put the right people in the right places to bring this brother back. And he's doing what he loves to do. And not only is he doing what he loves to do, he's an advocate for those to be certified to be in a position to save lives. Love it. Love, love, love it. You know what I don't love? How every moment is about DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin got on the field. DeMar Hamlin made a tackle. DeMar Fam, we're going to go through this again. You know that, right? We went through it when he started training camp. We went through it, you know what I'm saying, when he, you know what I mean, we put the pads on. We went through it with the red-blue game. We're going to go through it in preseason, and then we're going to go through it again in regular season, for crying out loud. <laughs> Yo, when is, when is it? All right, we get it. We got it. Love the brother. Love everything about what the heck he's doing. But it's like, yo, we got it. We got it. We good now. Let's play some football. Let's play some ball. You know what I'm saying? But it's a story every time, man. Golly. (laughs) I'm just keeping it a buck. I'm keeping it real. And I'm not even trying to be disrespectful because I'm not in any way, shape, or form. But it comes to the point where we're like, all right, we, we understand. You know what I'm saying? When Brett Favre came to the to the Jets, holy crow, we all we heard was Brett Favre, right? We got it. You know I mean Aaron Rodgers said this, we got it. We cool now. You feel me? And here's the crazy part. It's not like Demar's like, you know, he's a starting safety and he's he's safety three, four, maybe four. 
You feel me? And I'm not, and not even no hate, no shade. Just, just keep it in the buck. Just, I mean, we got it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, want the best for him. And if he makes the squad, which I think he should, which I think he very well should, and he gets his time and we put packages together, we'll love every bit of it. When he steps on that field, I'm going to love it. But I hope that when, we, when he does get on the field, we get it, we got it, we're good. We move on. That's the way I look at it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I digress. You go to bed? I digress. Just wanted to just get that off my chest a little bit um, and get to your questions, concerns. What are you guys seeing, hearing in camp? What is it that you'd like me to tackle um, that you don't think is being talked about enough? Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. And uh, we, can, we can chat it up as we speak. Now, while you guys are forming your questions, here's the thing I wanted to bring up. So we all love... Stefan Diggs, we love him. That's our guy. Stefan Diggs has a little brother. Stefan Diggs has a little brother that plays corner. Corner, the cornerback position, as we all know, is a very competitive position. It's a position where, listen, you're on an island, you're by yourself. It's, it's tough. And when you make plays, you talk your shit as you should. You should talk your shit to the receiver. You know I mean, you talk your shit to the receiver. Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, on the other hand, he's talking shit to his quarterback. He's talking shit to his quarterback. And check out this clip from Trayvon Diggs. Let me play that for you again. You see that? Could you ever imagine? And I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use um I'm gonna use uh LaShawn McCoy's saying. Could you ever think that Trey White would ever fix his lips to say, man, shut your bitch ass up to Josh Allen? Let me play that shit again, because I I'm I'm oh! Disrespect, first of all. The disrespect. I know, like, this, there's some people I know. First of all, let me tell you something. When you call somebody a goof, you call somebody, you know what I'm saying, clown, goof. Uh, there's some, there's a lot of these like little things that you don't think that is is a whole lot, but it's quite disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Wherever where you grew up at, goof is definitely one of them. You call somebody a goof, you're like, yo, we throwing hands. You know what I'm saying? Some people just don't want to be caught. Like, I mean, it's it, there's meaning behind it. But when you tell another grown man to shut your bitch ass up, and you you didn't just say shut your bitch ass up and rock back, you you talked your shit, and then you say yo shut your bitch ass up like you're gonna do something. What you gonna do? And then and then walk away. Now this is significant because it's widely it's wildly um widely excuse me known that. Dak Prescott is a damn good man. He's a he's a good dude. He's been through a lot, a lot. And if you know this guy's story, you root for him. You definitely would root for him. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And the fact of the matter is this. When you have your cornerback making a play 
and then you you get in your quarterback. Yo, you can't. There's no way. There's not. I don't even think Stefan Diggs would tell Josh Allen, shut your bitch ass up. I just don't see it happening. I don't see anybody doing that. Why? Because you, because Josh doesn't give you that. You could talk to me that way. He don't give you that vibe. Like you talk to me that way. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think anybody would allow that ish to happen on the squad. That is some crazy mess to me. I, if I'm Deck Prescott, I'm going to my man's and I'm pulling him. I'm like, yo, who you talking to, son? Yo, who you talking to? You feel me? And if there has to be a skirm, like a, a skirmish, to kind of you know I mean? Because sometimes that that type of shit galvanizes the whole squad together. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying, yo, who you talk to? But here's the problem, though. If Dak were to do that, they say Dak is soft. <laughs> Dak was in a lose lose situation because if Dak went and hit up my man's and was like, yo, who you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Or threw the football at him. They say, yo, he's soft and you should have let that go. It's football. Let it go. But the fact that he just took it and ran off and didn't address cornerback, it's a problem too. Man, oh man. Who on the squad, like who on the squad do you think that would have the guts, the gusto to utter those words to Josh Allen? Not a single soul. I don't know anybody on the squad that would fix their lips to do that. I don't know. If anything, if anything, you would have thought it would be probably, if any, I don't even think, I can't even think about it. I'm thinking of a hothead, a hothead on the squad that would actually fix their list to do that. I can't think of it. And when I see that, I was like, nah, Dak, you can't let that slide. You can't let that slide, bro. You can't let that slide, man. I'm going to tell you that right now. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to the Cowboys. Shout out to Dak Prescott. He's a good dude. I know he is. I mean, if you know his story, you just you want to root for the guy. But nah, Trayvon Diggs, you can't be talking. I know you got yourself a new contract. I don't give a damn about your new contract. You're going to talk to me like that, sucker. You ain't going to talk to me. Tell me, shut my bitch ass up. No, 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 no. We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to talk about that. The utter disrespect between men. I'll tell you. Not doing it. Hold on. My man said, what's up, Andrew? What's happening, bro? Uh, by the way, I, I sent you a message uh, through your uh, through your wifey to send you a message. I hope you got that message loud and clear. Um, Andrew, My man Andrew says, yo, uh, Jordan Phillips got into it with Josh last year, but Josh started it, if I recall. So here's another thing, too. Josh is a bit of an instigator. <laughs> Josh is a little bit of an instigator, you know what I'm saying? You've seen, you've seen Josh get into it. He ain't, but here's the thing. Josh ain't afraid to get into it with you. He will, he will kind of gather you up. He will gather you up. He'll grab you by your collar and get into you. But you can do that when you're 6'5", 240. You could do that. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? He's got he's got the nastiness. He's a, he's a country boy. He's a farm boy. You know what I'm saying? Even he, he fireball California. You feel me? He's a farm boy. You, know, you can't be you can't be pushing around farm boys like that. Six five two forty nine. That ain't gonna happen. But come on, son. You can't you can't allow that to happen. By the way, I gotta give a shout out to my man Z Mad Mafia. Welcome to the Bing Squad. I appreciate it. Let's go, man. For those that are wondering what's going on, my man Z-Mat just became part of the YouTube team, the Bing Squad. And uh, when you become part of the Bing Squad, uh, you're showing support. And uh, we appreciate that. Love that. And uh, I, can't, I can't thank you enough, man. So I appreciate that, Z-Mat. And welcome to the Bing Squad, baby. Let's go. Uh, so here we go, folks. So if you have any questions, concerns, uh, before I dip out of here, this is your opportunity. Who is it that you want to see more of? Who is it that you have questions on? Y'all let me know. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Dominique Cortez knows exactly what I'm talking about. You don't ever want to get gathered up. 
<laughs> if somebody can sit there and gather you up and ruffle your shirt and kind of lift you up a little bit, nah, sir, we got problems. I don't care if you it, you got it. Nah, you can't you can't get gathered up like that. If Josh Allen gathers you up, you can't let Josh gather you up like that. You gotta yo get. We, we we ain't gonna throw hands, but you're gonna hear me. You're gonna hear me, Josh. And uh, but you when you're six five two forty, you can do that. Don't let me let, advice everybody, man. Don't get gathered up. Do not get gathered up. It's a wrap for you. <laughs> it's a wrap. All right, my man R1 Riser. What's up, Riser? What's going on? He says, Eureka, how do you feel about the kick return per return battle uh since highs went down? That's a great question. So the kick return per return battle, it seems to be Deontay Hardy's job to uh to lose uh really and truly it's going to be between uh for for from what i understand the, the the players that are taking reps at this position are darrington evans the former titans running back that just got signed to the bills uh soon after the um the unfortunate incident with naeem hines and uh we've got kick return punt return battles with uh deontay hardy that's gonna be taking those he's been taking majority of the kick returns He's most likely going to take the punt returns. If he doesn't take punt return, maybe it's Kilo Shakir that will be taking the punt return. And what makes more sense, what makes sense with it is if, in fact, and, th and this is how this plays out. This is my opinion only. But if Hardy takes that, that route, I haven't really heard much from Hardy, by the way. I haven't really heard much. But when you have Dalton Kincaid, that's, that's, that changes the landscape of the offense when he's in. Not a whole lot of you're not going to see a whole lot of of Hardy, right? You're going to see him in for some a few plays here and there, packages, if you will. But let me get back to the kick return because this plays this plays a factor here. So kick return is probably most likely going to be Deontay Hardy. Punt return, on the other hand, Khalil Shakir could have that job. But like, why would you want to put Khalil Shakir, which is your receiver three, in harm's way at kick return punt return? Because Trent Sherfield. Is is starting to you know what I mean build build a little resume and put a little something together for for the masses and if he earns that receiver three position that drops Khalil to receiver four receiver five ish and gives you the ability to have a kick return and punt returner now could it just be Deontay Harder that takes over a kick return maybe but I think they're probably going to want to spread it out maybe Khalil be, presents a better option at Palm return but for the most part if you're going to use one player for both positions Deontay Hardy has to be your guy Deontay Hardy has to be your guy and uh I mean the speed is is unreal so you can't go wrong with the speed that he presents so we'll, we'll see how that, that that plays out I'm not putting James Cook back there uh he's your starter uh I'm not putting I mean that's the only other option that I would see that you can literally put back there to kind of get that job done but so uh, that's who you got to leave up there, man. You got to leave Deontay Hardy up there and with a little bit of Khalil and uh, a little bit of Darrington Evans. So we'll see who who comes out on top with that. Darrington Evans being on this on this squad is is interesting. And uh, if he earns an opportunity and earns a spot, then maybe he's going to be the guy. He might be the guy. So uh, it'll be fun, man. Like, listen, pre this preseason, this upcoming preseason is going to prove and show us a lot. It's going to prove and show us a lot. We're going to see... You know what I'm saying? Rep counts. Who's getting more rep counts? Is it even down the mark? Because at this point, coaches want to figure out who's going to be starting sooner than later. If you're waiting until the last potential minute to know who's going to be your guy, you don't have a guy. 
You feel me? Does that make sense to y'all? You do not have a guy if you're waiting right till the end to know who's. That means they're too even. They're too like too alike. You want to start to get your separation right now, right now. Like I mean, I mean at the beginning of camp, all we heard was okay. Could Dorian Williams be the guy to be the middle linebacker? And they made it very clear. More time on the field, they said, "Nah, we're gonna put you at the weak side, and we're gonna rock with Baylor Specter. We're gonna rock with uh, our guy uh, Ty- uh, Tyrell Dotson, and uh, even even freaking uh, what's his, what's our, our linebacker that came from? Sometimes I, I have these moments where I just have a blip. Um, even what's his face is making plays. Uh, Fifty four, AJ Klein, even AJ Klein." Is is making plays that I'm seeing and I'm reading. So like, it's a it's a it's a you got a big pot right now and you know saying like listen, the the dumplings got to rise to the top. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, you got to rise to the top. And the dumplings got to which dumpling is gonna rise to the top to show us okay this is the, this is you're the guy. So we'll see. We shall we shall see. But uh, Cam Lewis, he's making he's making a move. Cam Lewis is making a move to be that guy. I'm looking forward to seeing what Cam does. Um, and the safety position is nice. It's nice to have our guys back, man. It really is. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier back. He added again. It's great. This defensive front, I'm so excited for. I'm really excited for this year. This year, I'm extremely excited about this defensive front. And I probably said the same thing last year. But if you look at what we have this year as opposed to what we have last year, I think this, this defensive front might be the best we've had in a long time, the best we've had in a long time. And that's not even showing you Von Miller coming back yet. The, the, the sneaky great pickup of Leonard Floyd is massive. That, that, that allows us to have some breathing room to let Von Miller heal up the way he needs to. But from what I'm understanding and hearing, we might even see this brother first week. We might even see this brother first week. So we shall see. Now, here's where it starts to get a little nasty. Here's, here's where it starts to get a little nasty. Cuts are going to have to start being made. And I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet to talk about it because that's going to be a whole nother show. But cuts are going to be made very shortly. And there's going to be names that we're like, oh, shit, that guy got cut. There's going to be some names now that you're going to be like, you didn't expect it. So this is why these these next few weeks are going to be extremely crucial for those that are on the break, for those that are just, you know what I'm saying, on that bubble. Or you're penciled in, but you're not all the way on the squad. So we shall see, folks. We definitely shall see. I'm not really seeing too much. Uh, I see a, a comment here. Uh, any expectation for Justin Shorter? Not a whole lot, man. Like, we're, we're going to start to, we're probably going to start to see. I think we're trying to, in my opinion, this is obviously my opinion here, but I think we're trying to determine who number three is going to be, who receiver three is going to be, because once you know who receiver three is, then it falls into line four. And then I think he's our six. He's receiver six, uh, in my opinion, maybe receiver five. So he's going to be no, no different than, you know what I mean? Touchdown Jesus. He's going to be like, he's going to be like him. Kumaro. He's going to be, he's going to have that Kumaro role. And uh, if he can be that Kumaro role, great. But Let's bring it back full circle. Don't forget who we drafted in the first round. Dalton Kincaid is going to have his reps. He's going to have his reps. So a lot of times you're going to see Diggs, Gabe Davis, you know what I'm saying? And then 
Kincaid. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of that. And then maybe Dawson Knox comes in. Now it's gonna it's you got Diggs Kincaid. You know what I'm saying? You got Gabe Davis, and now it's switched up. I mean, there's gonna be so many things that play a factor. So um, hey, listen, man. These next few weeks, wait for it. You're gonna start to see things materialize. Coach is gonna start speaking a little more matter of fact. And then once you know what I'm saying, once it starts. It's over with. It's over with, man. It's over with. Now we're going to start to see things spread out and uh, start to kind of take form, take form. So um, that's it, man. I wanted to really touch on that game for, for the most part. Some solid things happened. Uh, red zone play was great. We had some some moments where Trent Sherfield was caught in the backfield um, with a touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen and Diggs continue to, con- to connect. That thing is just, that thing is just, you know what I'm saying? Yo. We as people need water, and that's 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 the connection between you know, I mean, Diggs and Allen. Man, it's like us the connection for us and water. We need that, and you know, what I'm saying these two need each other. That connection hasn't wavered, it's still legit. Diggs and Allen is always going to be a thing, and I hope that's for I think I think I hope that's a thing for a long time. Um, Latavius Murray's get some reps, David Damien Harris. Uh, had a uh, a red zone touchdown. I think he's going to be a lot of red zone. Here's what I am noticing. We might see less Josh Allen jumping in on those on those you know short yardage routes. It's going to happen still. Don't get me wrong. It's not. We're just not going to just abandon ship. It's definitely not. But you might see running on the early downs early with these guys. So that means we've got to capitalize because if we don't capitalize. Josh is going to return to Josh that we know is I don't trust any motherfucker here is me and I'm taking it. And that's that, you know what I'm saying? And that's just Josh. That's just the competitor in Josh. You know what I'm saying? When he's really supposed to hand that football off, he's like, nah, I'm keeping that shit. He does that way too often for my liking. But when you want to get the job done, and if you feel that you can get the job done the best, you're going to try to do it yourself. But we brought in guys that can do that for him in the Tavis Murray. We brought in Damian Harris for those very reasons. So we're just going to have to watch Josh trust his guys. He's going to have to. It's all about trust, and he's going to have to trust that. Uh, but, yeah, man, red zone offense was solid. So from what I'm reading, red zone offense is something they worked on, and it was looking good, and I'm, I'm loving it. We got into the end zone a couple times, and but once the backups got in, it was just – uneventful you know what i'm saying nothing to write home about so it's just it's just one of those things man you know what i mean if we lose island season done it's a wrap <laughs> you know and we don't want that we definitely don't want that but um that being said folks i mean that's that's really the the, the long and short of things uh obviously there's some concern to have with the o-line but understand that we are going up against a very very good defense a very good defense so understand that point but the fact of the matter is this. We hit the red zone and we connect in the red zone against that defense. So you've got to be encouraged by us capitalizing and putting, you know what I'm saying, getting six on the board instead of three. Special teams-wise, Bass is just Bass. Bass hit from 56. Bass is in midseason form. Bass is going to be our guy once again. You can count on Bass. He's reliable. He's dependable. That's our guy, man. So uh, overall, man, this team is going to be good. 
this whole nine and eight business that we when I'm that I, that I saw the Bills fall into nine and eight. Wait, and here's something I failed to, to, to touch on last game. If you have us going nine and eight in the AFC East, you're essentially saying that we are missing the playoffs. We are not a playoff team. The nerve. <laughs> the mother effing nerve that you have to tell to tell the Bills are going nine and eight. You might as well just say we're going we're going to 0-16. We're going to 0-16. If you're gonna tell me we're missing the playoffs, it's because we had a catastrophic injury, and that's why we're in the position we're in. Not happening. We are going to be competing to get that damn division, and we're gonna roll. We're gonna roll, we're gonna have fun. So that's it for me, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed your evening. I appreciate you guys tuning in on Saturday evening. Listen, you guys have way better things to do. And I respect it very much so that the fact is you came out and hung out with your boy. And it's love. It's always love. It's appreciated. The season's around the corner. I'm trying to ramp myself up to get into pre, to preseason form and then season form. You know how we get down when it comes to this, when it comes to live shows. So once the season starts, man, this is the channel to tune into. You're going to get the raw emotion. You're going to get the entertainment. You're going to get the whole buzz, the whole kit and caboodle is what they say. You're going to get the whole kit and caboodle. And we're going to handle it. And uh, the beautiful thing is I'll be joined, obviously, by my guy, Z-Bot. Z-Bot's going to be going Monday nights. And we have a little something special going on for you guys as well. Hopefully, we're going to get our guy Rev back. And we're going to get right to it. The right, the writing squad, the BF writing crew, they're, still, they're, they're getting to it res, as well. And, um, yeah, folks. We're around, we're around the corner, man. We, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, and we're going to get going, and uh, we're going to have fun doing it, man. We got a damn good squad, and we're going to make it happen. So I'm going to try to get this fight going because I know uh, Jake Paul and, and Nate Diaz is going. Actually, let me ask you a question, man. If For those that pay attention to boxing and those that pay attention to MMA and all that good stuff, who do you guys have winning this one? Jake Paul or Nate Diaz? Who y'all got? Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. Talk to me. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I've never been a fan of Nate Diaz, never been a fan at all. There's something about that guy I'm just not a fan of. And I like the fact that Jake Paul is taking his craft very seriously in the boxing realm. And I'm looking for I'm looking for Jake Paul to drop Nate Diaz. I'm, I'm not going to front. I actually want Nate. I just want I want Nate Diaz to drop and, and to show that Jake Paul ain't no scrub. And these, these those two Paul brothers. Like, they're actually solid athletes. These guys were big-time athletes before all this nonsense. And they got the size for their, yo, they're good for that, man. So, yo, this guy's going to come in, and I hope he drops. <laughs> I hope he drops that boy on his ass. And then he just, you know, put him to bed and call it a day. People think that, you know, boxing, you can just come in and and, and just, I mean, throw a couple punches and some jabs. No, 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 no. You got those three rounds, you know what I'm saying, are, are just packed with energy. You know what I'm saying? Three rounds of five minutes, you can kind of long haul that thing. You can, you can, you can pound and ground, you can ground and pound and hold the dude down for five minutes, you know what I'm saying? And get back up. It's a long haul. Boxing, there ain't none of that. Three minutes, give it to me. Let's go. You feel me? So that being said, who y'all got? I see a lot of I see a lot of Nate Diaz, man. Y'all feeling Nate Diaz in this one? I don't know. I don't think he's, I don't think he's he's and I'm not gonna talk about his his his. I mean, his physique, because his physique has gotten him a lot of W's under his column. But this one's going to be a little different. This is a little different. So, uh, yo, kudos to Diaz, man, but I think Diaz is going down. When does he go down? I say he goes down, I say eighth, 
I say seventh, eighth round down. And if it's sooner, <laughs> so be it. But that's what it is, man. So, folks, y'all have a great evening. Enjoy yourselves. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, I guess we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We'll see you back on Tuesday evening. Join me about 8 o'clock, 8.15, and uh, we'll get this party started. So until next time, it's your boy Rico, and I'm gone. Let's go. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.